Hello, and welcome back to Understudied Theater History with your hosts, Dara. And Colleen. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So, do you know who we are studying today? No, I never know. You never know? Okay. I never know. <laughs> um, today, we are learning about Lady Augusta Gregory, henceforth Ooh. known as Lady Gregory. Oh, that's a good name, Augusta. Yes. So, let's just go over some some general facts about her life. Her big connection was in the Irish Literary Revival, and she co-founded the Abbey Theatre. I'm Irish. Yeah, I thought you were going to like this one. So, she co-founded this with W.B. Yeats, and they were associated with John Millington Singh. I only recognize the Yeats man. That's okay. We'll get we'll get into both of them more specifically, but let's focus on our lady today. Yes. So she co-founded the Abbey Theater. And mm. the Abbey Theater is the Irish National Theater. So it is the National Theater of Ireland. Dang, all these national theaters makes me wish we had one. So interesting fact. Um WB Du Bois <laughs> was inspired by the Abbey Theater to create the Kurgwa players. I'm really starting to think that this is subconsciously a podcast about WEB Du Bois. It's not. But <laughs> they are all they are all like connected yeah. in very fun ways. So none of the founders who founded the theater were theater people or playwrights. W.B. Yeats was a poet before this, mm -hmm. and Lady Augusta Gregory didn't write, but she was widowed at age 40. So she was mm -hmm. afforded a lot of personal freedom, and she was a lady. She oversaw land. She was like a lady of land. Like, yeah. But she has like a title, you know? So, yeah. And because she was widowed, she had a lot of like power in life because she was connected to a man, but that man died. Mm. Then they founded the Abbey Theater and they sort of, the founding of the Abbey Theater is very controversial because mm. they saw this gap, this hole in Irish theater because theater was theater in Ireland already existed. Like, there were theaters that were on the same street as the Abbey Theater mm -hmm. that produced work. But they saw this hole in Irish National Theater because they wanted to produce work that was separate from that of England because they saw most of the theaters that existed at this time producing work from England. And obviously, this is after the Irish Revolution mm -hmm. the, um, where they separated from England, so they wanted to be separate. But the Abbey Theater founders held very classist and kind of discriminatory values about what was the kind of theater that is allowed to be considered highbrow enough for their national theater. Mm. He mm. mostly was like that. W.B. Yeats held these very classic, classist views. So he's also a little bit sexist. Uh, as one is. Yeah. In this time. So this is a, there's a quote that I would like to read from him about Lady Gregory's work. Oh boy. Um, so. His, his peer. His peer, his contemporary. He said, being a writer for comedy, her life as an artist has not shaken in her as tragic art would have done. The conventional standards. Besides, she has never been a part of the artist's world. She has belonged to a political world, or one that is merely social. So, he kind of made the comment that Gregory isn't an artist because she is a woman, and she is confined to the merely social world. Yeah, she's too closed off from the rest of the world, and like... Yeah. Wow. Interestingly enough, the play that was most critical to the Abbey Theatre's success is W.B. Yeats' play, Kathleen Nihulahan, and it's originally entirely accredited to him, but mm. it's actually now clear from many Lady Gregory's diaries 
and like other personal accounts that she wrote most of it and he just took the credit for it and Ugh. the at the time it was known that she had helped him write it but the extent of her contribution was not known god the amount of times that's happened in like the late 18 early 1900s like with art specifically and playwriting it's it's just depressing yeah so there's actually a couple trademarks that show that lady gregory contributed a lot to this play what are they the dialect that she perfected uh wb yates he didn't have the like ability to write in that dialect he wrote very highbrow Mm. um with his poems and stuff it was originally thought that she just wrote the scenes with that dialogue Mm. but it also the play itself also has several other of her like kind of hallmarks and ways that you can kind of see that her she influenced a lot more than just like the plot structure and the and the dialogue Kathleen Houlihan is a is about the 1798 Irish Rebellion. It's an Irish nationalist play. Mm. And so the the heroine Kathleen is an old woman at the beginning and she becomes youthful with the blood sacrifice of the young men. She like represents Ireland. She represents the land of Ireland. Uh. And she becomes youthful with the sacrifice. So uh, the idea is all these men going to war are the sacrifice to save her and make her youthful again. I, I was gonna say, is this some pagan play or something? Did she did she write pagan plays? No, she it's more about the um asexuality of Kathleen and the very nationalistic identity was very common in her plays and it's very much associated with just wb yates but it is very likely that lady gregory wrote most of it considering what yates said about lady gregory being a woman and not i don't know not having life experience it's odd that the the lead character of this play would be a woman who also has agency so i don't know just from you know the most ignorant perspective it seems strange that he would write with a woman as the lead and a woman representing ireland and a woman who has her own opinions and agency so to me that that screams lady gregory that's like a direct correlation there Mm -hmm. so the reason that Kathleen Houlihan was so important to the founding of the Abbey Theatre is because before this play was put on, the Abbey Theatre was kind of, it was less official. They didn't have any investors. They were performing out of, like, any space they could get. And so the timeline is they were the Irish Literary Theatre first. Mm -hmm. And then, so that was when they were less official. They didn't have any backers. And so the success of this play, Kathleen Houlihan, uh, led to the Irish Literary Theatre staging plays more frequently and with more commercial success, allowing um, Annie Horniman, who was a just like friend of the theatre, they were all very influential people in Irish society, so mm-hmm. they had a lot of powerful friends. So she wanted to then subsidize the theatre, allowing it to become the Abbey and the Hallmark National Theatre of Ireland that it is today. Did it become, like, the Irish National Theatre? It did. Like, during, like, during this time period that Annie's, Annie Horniman? Yes. Once the Abbey was subsidized, they were able to renovate a building into their theatre. They had a couple more years of commercial success, but then they began to tour. 
And so they toured all over Ireland for a couple of years. That's Bringing cool. different plays. And there's a lot of controversies in that about which plays they performed where. But mm. after that, went on tour in the U.S. Wow, and that popular? Lady Gregory accompanied them on their first tour of the U.S. So Is really... that where Dubois... Did... Did they ever meet? They no, never met, right? No. Okay, the timeline doesn't Lady line up. Gregory was born in 1852 and died in 1932. Do you think she was working in the theater, like, up until her death? I guess when they toured, she kept writing plays, and she kept, like, revising her plays to be performed on tour, but she did transition into more of a producer at that point as well, just accompanying the actors on tour and, like, keeping everything together. That's the brief history of Lady Gregory. I love her. I think she is probably one of the most interesting people that I studied for this because of her, like, range. She wrote so many plays. Do you think she was feminist? Well, no. Like, early, early feminist. There is an argument to be made that she was an early feminist because of her status as a widow. Mm -hmm. She did That she still, like, involved herself in the community. Yes. She did, in a sense, like, stand up to Yates. Mm -hmm. Um, When he told her, or, like, commented that she was confined only to comedy, she did sneak in one of her dramatic plays, and Yates continually referred to it as a comedy. I think this was on one of their tours. She did have them perform one of her dramas, and Yates Mm -hmm. kept calling it a comedy, but it was a drama. I guess the, like, real-world connection I have for this one is the impact of national theater and subsidized theater. Mm. We can link that back to the Federal Theater Project in the U.S. during the Great Depression. Bring it back. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we may say that every episode, but bring the Federal Theater Project back. It, like, supports some kind of national image. Do I want that national image in the U.S. right now? (laughs) But... You know, someday. And I think it's a having a widespread grant or federal funding, just like... Kind of like a theater initiative. And it's continuing a legacy of, yeah. of national theater. Yeah. Obviously from the Abbey, the Abbey is considered like really influential in the national and little theater movement. And the yeah. little theater movement really did take off in the U.S. Little theater was about small art theater and Mm. that's why w.e.b du bois was so inspired by it because that's why he founded the kirkwa players like little theater was about art theater and really speaks again i'm gonna say it again to his tenets of bias forest near us yeah which i think is very important like theater should be in some capacity relevant to the people that are going to be consuming it yes but I think that that could still that could still apply, and I think the little theater movement was at a high in the U.S. in like the '60s and '70s. Mm-hmm. But we've kind of petered out from there. Well, thank you so much for teaching me about the lovely Lady Augusta Gregory. What a fascinating woman and very accomplished playwright. Mm-hmm. I've def- I have a book about Irish, like five popular Irish plays, and she has one of her plays in it. And mm-hmm. probably writers it. to to the sea is in the other one. I don't know. I don't think. I think it's like underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Um, like popular Irish plays. I don't think writers did see it in it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you tune in for our last episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>